<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. You know, our parents want what is best for us, but we still need to follow our heart. We still need to be true to ourselves. Hey there, welcome to Rise Up with Janina Chan. I'm Janina, host and content creator, always curious to learn more from life. This podcast is one for the mind, heart, body, and soul as we share stories from real lives that draw inspiration, provide strength, and empower each other to rise up. Listen to our guests' rise up stories from all walks of life, through all the highs, lows, and everything in between. Brought to you by the Tinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rise Up with Janina Chan. Today, we have a very beautiful guest. I hope you're watching via video, too, to see how gorgeous and glammed up she is. Okay, so we have none other than our Miss Chinatown 2020, Cassandra Chan, my sister. Are you my shawbe <laughs> by a few months? <laughs> oh, well, yes, she's here. But okay, before we get carried away with saying hi to each other, just a little bit more of a backgrounder of where she's coming from. So actually, she is now a professional ballet dancer aside from being our reigning queen so she's been in this industry for more than 17 years now very impressive very passionate about what she does in the field of the arts and she also now is teaching ballet to children and also assisting her very own longtime teacher and former principal dancer of ballet philippines effie nanyas and she also was or still is in the modeling industry and also the pageantry world. Of course, last 2019, she joined Filipining Filipinas, where she shared her love for dancing as well and brought home the Miss Talent 2019 award as well as top 10 for national costume. Wow, congratulations. And yes, she's here with us sharing her love for the arts and how important it is and still very essential, especially in these bleak times. <laughs> right? I mean, I wouldn't want to say it's completely bleak, but you know, this is all about, um, this is exactly what we're doing here at Rise Up with Janina Chan, sharing our Rise Up stories and how we can, you know, translate that into what we do and hopefully to all the creatives listening out there. And I think not only creatives, everyone has a creative side, of course, for sure, Deva. To everyone listening, I hope this inspires you to tap on that creativity and be productive with it and maybe even make a career out of it. So hi, Cassandra. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time off of your busy schedule to join us. You look amazing. Thank you, Janina. Nice seeing you again. <laughs> oh, I love it. So sweet. Right? Yes, with the right person. <laughs> Special. Okay, so we're so excited to have you here. I mean, of course, you're our reigning Miss Chinatown. First time I met you was last year at the height of it all. And we were still able to pull that off, right? The entire team. <laughs> <laughs> an online virtual pageant so yeah coming from that how have you been so far first of all before we talk about you know the creatives <laughs> and how important <laughs> it is Cassandra? Uh, it's been going great ever since coronation Justin and I have been doing some projects here and there uh, he's been doing his own thing in Tacloban and I've been doing my own thing here in Metro Manila I think there's we had a few donation uh, projects for the typhoon last year so it's been going well and for 2021 I spent a good first part of the year just spending time with my family. I've been still working, so I've been seeing my students. We've been getting ready for our summer recital, so I'm so happy for them. So cute! 
<laughs> yes, they're so cute and so adorable. I bet it and, keeps you even more like younger and refreshed. Yes. Um, right? Being like surrounded by all that youthful energy. <laughs> no, they're, they're very ganada every time we have class. So it's really nice that uh, these kids have energy. It makes you want to work more and more <laughs> and right? teach them more and more. It's great. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so yeah, let's get right to it. You're basically in a way the ambassador of the arts if you may, in your very own right, Deva. I mean, wow, not everyone is able to make a career out of their passions and out of their, I would say, hobbies. And it, it's so evident naman, in your posts online that you really enjoy what you're doing. So can you take us back from the very beginning? Why ballet and how is your relationship with the arts? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I started ballet when I was seven years old. My family and I just moved from the States and my dad and I were just walking around in a mall, just having a nice Sunday lunch. And then we saw these two, uh, this actually this one studio that offers Taekwondo and ballet. Oh, wow. So- yeah, That's so cool. <laughs> being a to- I was a tomboy when I was a kid. So I told my dad, Dad, can I try Taekwondo? He's like, no, that's, he's very traditional. I was like, that's not something girls should do. You should try ballet. Oh. So I, <laughs> I tried, I gave in. I thought it would be like a one-time thing. Like maybe I'll just try it for maybe a couple of weeks and I'll try gymnastics or swimming because I'm very, I was very active as a kid. And then um, one week became a month, then a month became 17 years and I've been doing it for so long. Oh my gosh. She's not old at all. She just started very young. I started very young, but it was just a coincidence. Definitely. Oh, I love it. Okay. So um, (laughs) since then, yeah, basically the rest is history as some may say so <laughs> wow congratulations but um for you what were some of like the you know since this is rise up with janita chan what were some of your major let's say rise up stories or struggles struggles getting into where you're at right now because you know a lot of people they always mm-hmm. see the finished product it's either they watch a ballet recital or they they just see it on tv you guys mm-hmm. make it look so effortless and so oh, easy but you guys are real athletes huh Hi there, I'm Mish, host of Mish Conceptions, the podcast that talks about the common struggles of modern day millennials and Gen Zs as we all navigate through college, enter the real world, and build our careers. Let's talk about the realities of adulting and corporate world that no one will tell you about. These are the things you wish you knew sooner to get ahead in life or simply just to get by. Join me in my podcast, Misconceptions, as we discuss maximizing college, life after college, building your career, self-improvement, relationships, and anything and everything that will help you on your personal and career development. So make sure you check out my podcast after you listen to this episode. See you there. I mean, it's hard. Being a ballerina is hard. So tell us more about that. And also, was there... Was there, what do you call this? Because, you know, with Bilchi families also, not everyone understands the arts, right? So good for you that you have that support system. So tell us more about that as well. Mm. Oh, this is my favorite topic to talk about, (laughs) actually. Yeah, I started very young and I'm just very grateful because my parents were so open to the arts. As you mentioned earlier, Filipino Chinese families aren't that into, not a lot of them are into the arts. They wouldn't really push their children to join these 
art classes, these ballet classes, or uh, whatever it may be. But I'm very grateful that my mom and my dad were open to that. And it wasn't like a hobby just to do something on the side. They encouraged me to keep on going to class and keep on practicing. And you mentioned earlier that it looked very, that ballet looks very effortless on stage. It looks like we're not even trying, but it's actually the opposite. You know, there's a saying, in the dance industry, in ballet, that to make something look effortless, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of practice to make it look easy. So that's what we work on every week. So when I was training, actually, I would go to class, I think, two to three times a week. So my weekends are dedicated just to ballet. So I had to sacrifice a lot of my childhood in a sense Mm -hmm. that I couldn't really go out with my friends on the weekends or mm-hmm. when I was growing up and when I was high school, mm-hmm. I couldn't really go to parties and hang out with my friends over the weekend. So mm-hmm. that was a struggle for me. I wanted a normal <laughs> high oh, school life. Okay. And, yeah. And how about your fellow ballerinas? Weren't they your like kabarkada back then? They that, were my kabarkada too. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That was the case for me too. Cause I also started <laughs> young in the modeling right. and hosting industry. So parang, Naging sila yung friends ko, the crew, and like exactly. the, my co-hosts or my co-models. Mm-hmm. So it was something like that. That's true. Different, but at least, right? You know? Right. It's very different. But Sacrifice. they become your barcada, but <laughs> they do understand the sentiment. They have friends outside and, you know, when and you're a teenager. they also want to hang out with them. Yes, you want to just go to these birthday parties, maybe a debut here and there, but you have class, you have rehearsals. So that's really a sacrifice. I didn't understand it when I was younger, but mm-hmm. now I really think my teacher and my parents say, like, you can't go, you have to practice. So. <laughs> but for sure, all that sacrifice has paid off. Yes, it did. But it I did. mean, on the national stage, being able to bring home that honor to your family too. Why are you Mulan? I know. <laughs> Honor to Miss right? <laughs> Talent. That is the that's out of the many, many talented um pageant um entries. I mean pageant um mm. participants, candidates, the queens. I mean, all of you are amazingly talented, but wow to be able to bring that home. Yes. I'm sure your mom and dad were like, so cool for for you to have supportive parents in that industry but um maybe you've met some friends too who ask you um about you know how did you do it or like Paduna, if my parents don't understand so what what is your advice for them when you know when there are certain people who want to kind of delve into the arts that their parents may not understand. So what can you say about that, Cassandra? Oh, I actually have a few friends who have that experience. When we were going to college, some of them wanted to go to dance college or they wanted to do fine arts maybe or a painting course and uh, they would always we would always have this conversation like how will I how can I compromise with my parents because our parents of course they just want what's best for us and um Every time we would talk, we would always tell each other that, you know, our parents want what is best for us, but we still need to follow our heart. We still need to be true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. With the compromise part, I like how some of my friends actually Mm -hmm. followed their parents and went to uh, being a doctor and being a lawyer. And what they told me is that after they after they graduated from that course or after they became a doctor or lawyer, that's mm-hmm. when they became uh, very famous artists. They became dancers. Oh, okay. oh, kaya pa rin naman. Kaya pa. It's a compromise for sure. So I think it depends on 
every family and it depends on whether your parents are very strict like you can't have mm. a compromise so it, it depends but for me I'm a very idealistic person <laughs> even though my parents were like oh Cassie I don't think you should go to fine arts because I went to fine arts and uh, oh, so, in- so there was some hesitation pala on their end I thought they were just supporting was. all the way through uh, oh, for the was. ballet part they were supportive but uh during when i was going into college they were like "Cassie, maybe don't go into a fine arts course maybe you should try nursing or dentistry i'm like no mom i really want to do this (laughs) so different (laughs) nursing or dentistry is so different i know yeah so there is a compromise but for on my experience i followed my heart and i told my parents i'm okay mom lola i'm okay i'll be fine so they understood because i was really passionate about it and it was my dream school it was my dream college so i showed them that i worked hard i took a couple of classes when i was in high school so i tried my best to pass and to get into that school so (laughs) okay so for you objectively how was it a success on your end <laughs> kind of so what would you say like were the steps talk to them like have a conversation yes conversation first um if and how they, do you make them respect something they don't understand i feel like with my story talking really didn't help oh okay yeah. So not just a conversation. It, it, it has to be con- more than that. It has to be more than that. Okay. You have to show them that. I mean, the conversation is important. At least they know where you're coming from, how passionate you are. But I feel like actions speak louder than words. So Definitely. I showed them that um, I'm serious about it. I practiced every day. I studied my butt off so I could pass. And that's when they saw like, oh, this, is, this isn't some whim that Cassie wants. It's something that uh, she sees like the, that she wants in the future so mm-hmm. yeah it was really a dream and it's not something that oh, i want to go to this school it's something that i really wanted so it's actions that like i think that's more yes important. yes that's very true and you mm-hmm. know in every field naman letting me hear up in every field but mm-hmm. not everyone knows it's so easy to judge from the outside looking in yes. i mean that's exactly i guess what we're created for right not not we're not meant to be doing the same thing like if, mm-hmm. if he's a business guy if everyone's a business guy at the end so we also need the arts so tell us about the misconceptions that you face mm-hmm. with your field as a ballerina and even as a professor professor talaga. what do you call that again <laughs> um, ballet teacher <laughs> what's the proper term for that please enlighten us um, Ballet teacher. Ballet teacher. Professor. Yeah, just a ballet. <laughs> <laughs> professor <laughs> in ballet. <laughs> okay, okay, love it. So um, anyway, so I'm sure there are also some misconceptions about your field. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, now is your time to tell everyone like how ballet is so important too. Like the discipline mm-hmm. you you were able to learn from the craft because mm-hmm. everything, no, everything has a there's a craft behind each and every field. So tell mm-hmm. us more about ballet. Sure. Um, I've been teaching for around 10 years. And when I teach, I try not to just teach ballet. You know, I try to teach the values that came with the, that comes with the training. I think I talked to you about how I try to teach my students um, discipline and patience and having uh, good listening skills. I think those are all important. And with ballet, you're not just learning to dance. You're not just learning the technique, how high your leg can go, how many turns you can do. It matters, but what matters is the mindset that you bring to class every day. I feel like ballet is 
is a very good tool for young children to learn about life because once you're in the once you're in class there are rules and these rules aren't meant to like box the child okay, in or box not, a person in it's not, make, li- it's, it's not for limitations it's not yeah yeah it's that. not very rigid because you learn about you learn about all these values and i think that's very important too i learned that over the course of 17 years i know the technique yes but the the discipline and the patience i've had learning the craft it's more important for me and my classmates have brought that with them in the working world or in relationships or with family. So I think it's, I think ballet is such a holistic uh, hobby to learn. And if it becomes your career, it's, yes, it's a very short-lived career, but you get to learn so much from it, just mm-hmm. values in general. Mm-hmm. And the, another misconception I don't like, <laughs> let oh, me yeah. try to... Go rant, rant. <laughs> Yeah, um, we were talking earlier about how people think that ballet is such a high class hobby. Mm-hmm. And it's like, pang, ano, pang elitista lang yan. Yeah, pang elitista. <laughs> uh, it's too expensive. And I understand that being in a third world country, but um, I'm here to say that all of the there are many schools that offer uh, sponsorships and scholarships for mm-hmm. uh, impoverished dancers. They're very mm-hmm. talented, but some of them don't have the funds to pay for classes, pay for point shoes, pay for, pay for all of these recitals. So there are so many schools and so many companies that cater to this. And I think that's great. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Hey, it's Hannah here. Enjoying our Quantasesh? Catch-up chats, spontaneous life updates, and everything in between. How about listening in on Quantas with Hannah? Available on wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait to see you there. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye! Okay, so that is it for those who are listening. But it's not too late to be a ballerina. (laughs) No, but what would be the prime age, though, ideally? As young as you can. Mm, I have students who come in at four years old. Mm -hmm. But I think the best age is around six to seven. Okay, so I guess <laughs> sorry, tapos na po yung cut off. <laughs> Are you talking about the uh, oh, no, in no. general? In general, <laughs> if you want to make it your career, I feel like six to seven or at least twelve <laughs> okay. years old. But if you're if you're an adult, if you're Past 30, you can still join. There's so oh, many classes. Okay. So yeah. there still are para classes for that. Not pang, more pang, ano, like as a hobby. Yes, and yes. For the definitely. arts. Okay, okay. I have classmates. Yeah, of course not. I have classmates okay. who are 50, 60. Oh, that's so already. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I love start it. Okay. any age. We're talking about like professionally. If yeah, professionally. Be, like, prima ballerina. Yes, principal dancer. Best age is at okay, 7 or okay. 13 latest. But if you want to do it as a hobby, anytime. You can just, just call me. Awesome. There's so many classes. Oh, I love that. Just call me. Just call me. There's classes <laughs> yes. that are available. Okay, I'll see you after like we've all been vaccinated. <laughs> that would be fun, Dipa. Why not? Yes. Okay, I love it. So now you were able to shift from one creative outlet to another. Mm-hmm. Pageantry. Tell us about that, Naman. What made you decide to join 
pageants mm -hmm. and how is that as another you know we have an, yet another <laughs> field altogether that has its own set of misconceptions <laughs> and okay so now let's talk about that and what were some values or rise up stories you have from that industry that you can relate to life or that mm -hmm. our listeners can relate to in general so um i started out my pageantry journey just like how ballet happened it was out of the blue i had a big sprain so i was bedridden for so long and while i was healing my mom saw a workshop for aces and queens for modeling and uh, walking so she's like cassie when you're when you're fully healed why not try this you have a couple of months to rest oh, so wow. i joined that and the trainer over there, so Mama Jay, he, uh, he was like, oh, Cassie, why don't you try joining a pageant? I mean, you're tall enough. You can walk. Let's see. So I'm like, oh, me join a pageant. I <laughs> It has it. It only crossed my mind a few times because um, when I was growing up, me and my mom would walk in the mall and some random people would come up to my mom and ask me if I want to join pageants. I was 13 or 14 oh, that time. And I think you I were a tall 13 year old. Yeah, sure. that's and when I got my <laughs> growth spurt. So, and I'm like, <laughs> really, I don't think I should. And my mom was like, oh, she's too young, but it would happen over the course of the years. So I felt like, oh, that was the time uh to join so that's it uh i joined i was supposed to join mr and miss chinatown 2019 but my uh my team my my mentor mama j he's like oh just try beanie beanie why not and i'm like oh okay sure so <laughs> I, I joined and then luckily i got in and that's it from there <laughs> nice that's so cool and for you what were some of like the i know the pageant industry is also pretty tough mm. i mean right um so many eyes so many judgment also so many opinions so for you what were some of your um maybe maybe toughest or like most challenging most challenging moments mm -hmm. and maybe like your rise up story from that field. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I feel like I've learned, a, I've discovered a lot about myself during Bini Bini when uh, the first, I think the first two months of training, all of the candidates, all of the 39 candidates are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I fit into the, mm -hmm. you know, the Filipino, the mold. Yeah, the Filipino <laughs> beauty queen mold. Oh, okay, so okay. there was a time where I felt like very insecure about myself and mm -hmm. all the other candidates were either exotic morenas, very sultry, very beautiful, mm -hmm. or mestiza beauties, you know, very, mm -hmm. very ethereal and angelic faces. And then you have me, which is very Asian. Mm -hmm. And I am not the first thing you think of when you say Filipino beauty queen. So I felt, I felt oh. kind of out of place there and being my it it was my first time and <laughs> it was tough I felt like I felt very insecure and with my team asking me to conform about these certain things oh Cass maybe you should have a nose job maybe you should put oh, little wow. fillers here and it there really went to that point some yes oh sometimes gosh. but it's not like blatant like you have to do this it's more yeah. like little little whispers here and there or like yeah. they would like whisper to you yes so it adds well, up. Naman na kasi, diba? like yeah, it's so it's easy, easy not to get mga non-invasive stuff right, so they're right. probably like oh cast diba? oh my gosh what was going through your mind that time right but honestly i'm I'm open to that, but it was my first mm -hmm. time and I felt like, oh, maybe I wasn't enough. Maybe I should change myself. So mm -hmm. uh, 
I tanned, I did everything. I felt like a different person basically during a couple of times in Bini Bini. And that's when I felt very bad about myself. I had mm-hmm. like body dysmorphia. I didn't feel like I belonged in the, that group, but I felt much better towards the end of the journey when I realized like, wait a second, what makes me different is what makes me uh, unique. That's something mm-hmm. to be embraced, even though I don't have Marina skin like the others. Maybe I don't have expressive eyes. So these are physical aspects. But as a woman, it's very important to see yourself in uh, a national stage. So I realized like, oh, maybe I should maybe I should be that person to that embraces who I am truly. Yes. Yeah. And in that sense, you represent us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like if you do it on the you know global scale, how representation is important for everyone that looks differently. Mm-hmm. But Uh, how they were born that yes, way, yes. how they were meant to look that way. It's very important. So you're you're so brave for being able to do that and represent um, how we look, right? Thank you. Mga oriental beauties. Yes. Mga K-pop beauties. Right? In a way, the vibe Recently long, but before, no, it's not, yes, but before, we weren't really put on that home Rise up story na ganyan. I don't right. know. あ、しないギルズ。いや、ビフォーカンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドアンドア
okay. too. So, so many layers. I know so many it's layers. It's so much right? more complicated. Okay. It's much more complicated. So uh, in the ballet industry, there's a lot of, there's a stereotype of what a dancer should look like. And here I come in uh, the pageant world. There's also a stereotype as well. But as I said earlier, it helps by surrounding yourself with the people who support you for who you are. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the more time I spend on social media, looking at uh, the bashers and the comments like, oh, she's not all that. Oh, oh Cassie, parang diyan bagay. So mm. it, social media and social media is very important. It was very important for me. I felt like when I stopped looking at the comments and stopped looking at um, <laughs> what they had to say. Yeah, what they had to say. I felt like, oh, it, it just lifted so, a weight yeah. off of my shoulder. It's so freeing. Okay. Yes. It's a little bit ironic though, no? Na parang, Right? At the same time, it's still going to be there. The structures, mm-hmm. the limitations, the stereotypes, the expectations. Right. But at the same time, you're in that, in in those um, fields. But yes, I think, yes. you know, accepting it, being in it, and still breaking the stereotypes mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So moving forward, what, what message do you have for our listeners right now our viewers who feel you know either you know out of place Mm -hmm. or maybe they want to you know they feel like um they have so many inhibitions they want to conquer and they just feel overwhelmed in general so what's your message for them i felt like that many times as well and when you feel overwhelmed when you feel like you want to do so many things i feel like it helps um when you write down your goals and you write the tiny steps you can like you can achieve them by uh, what's it? by uh, achieving steps, yeah, yeah by achieving the small baby steps and it helped me with ballet it helped me with uh, pageantry and um, this might sound cliche but it helped me uh, writing it down really helped me know myself and I've used that uh, strategy during Mr. Miss Chinatown I wrote down what I felt that day I wrote down my goals and. Uh, it just helped me know myself more and know who I am as a person because there's just so much noise uh, so being much. on social media. Yeah, oh my gosh. From your who family, you from your yeah. friends. But what matters deep down inside, I feel like a lot of people will get mad if I say this, but because I really believe what matters deep down inside is what you feel about yourself. Because yes. if you're happy and if you're content with yourself, you just glow a certain way and you just make other people happy because if you're being forced to do something you do not want, you know, the, the rest of your circle, the rest of your family and the rest of your community just goes down with you. So mm-hmm. I feel like you should work on yourself so you can help others. You know? Nice, nice. Very important. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were all given our own um, intuitions, yeah. <laughs> right? Our own um, sense of self that mm-hmm. we should never fail to respect you know yes. at the end of the day we should still respect what we um what we want <laughs> it's there for a reason you know that yes, like yeah. the, the way we feel about certain things like you you can't help but your heart goes to ballet even if yes. there are certain standards and yet you're able to overcome that and you know you're able to, you know, give a certain kind of flavor that, hey, this is, I'm a ballerina <laughs> and this is how I do it, right? Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's very interesting how, you know, times are changing in every industry. We're starting to be more accepting of mm-hmm. different, not just looks, different, uh, <laughs> everything, right? the way we present ourselves. And yeah, it's very exciting to see how you're flourishing too. Wow. So congratulations on that. And okay, so what's next for Cassie? Um, close na tayo, Cassie, na. <laughs> okay, what's next for 
Cassie, and I understand you're still like you have your advocacies as well with our um, foundation and with our production team. So tell us more about what's next for you and maybe plug your advocacy so we can help out too. Oh, sure. Um, with Mr. Miss Chinatown, we're working on a very secret project. I can't mm-hmm. say much about it yet, but we're working on something that will help young adults living in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So basically all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, young adults aged like 21 to 30, those who are finding their way in life and in love and of course in our career. So hopefully it's going to push through. I can't say much about it, but Justin and I, Mr. Miss Chinatown are working on that. And yes, that's something to look forward to for Mr. Miss Chinatown. And I can't wait for it to come into fruition. Yes, I love it. And for sure, a lot will be able to benefit from that. So Thank you so much. Um, before I let you go, any more, I don't know, final words, <laughs> closing speech, <laughs> closing, closing remarks. Speech. <laughs> I mean, you're a pageant girl, you know, you know the drill. Oh, um, yeah. Anything else or like we weren't able to touch up on? So far, I just want to say thank you for having me oh, on this show. You. I've always loved talking to Janina. I love your, I, oh, I, I've been telling Mish, I love your IG feed. And I just oh, love what you so do much. with your hosting work. It's really great. And of course, with Chino Cares and Mr. Miss Chinatown, I hope you could can continue to support us. Um, we have a couple of projects coming up. And thank you again for watching. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> that has been Cassie Chan, Cassandra Chan. You can follow her as well online. And don't forget to follow Rise Up with Janina Chan too, as well as my platforms. And we'll see you again next time. If you are listening via Apple Podcasts, please do give us a great review by giving us the maximum stars. And if you're <laughs> listening via Spotify, please do share this via your stories and tag us as well so we can repost them. We always love hearing from you and we always love being able to uplift you. Again, we're all in this. We're in this together, <laughs> all of us. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by the Chinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Check us out via our websites at chinoy.tv and podcastnetwork.asia. Also powered by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now for free at podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.